2: During the summertime when the weather gets hot, I can only imagine how much time you plan to spend outside with friends and family or on your couch with that AC blasting. AT&T 5G and home internet keeps you connected, whether you're at home or on the go, so you can stay connected to your loved ones and to your favorite things. Whether you're sharing pics from the best rooftops, video calling your friends from an outdoor concert, or streaming your favorite show, episode after
3: episode
2: after episode. So connect at home or on the move with AT&T
3: 5G and home internet and create memories and more all summer long. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and device. Coverage not available everywhere. Learn more at att.com 5G for you.
1: Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show on vison and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds. Nick Henyon, and Nick Murphy are at the controls. Tony P and Isaiah Wrinkle support the show from down below as we get ready to take you through the next hour of golf betting conversation. And Wes, the golf world has had another major pass us by, but the winner, he may have left the rest of the field feeling a bit minor. It was uh, Bryson, the brute mm. de Shambo, powering his way to victory finishing an incredible six under par, winning the 120th United States open at winged foot. And we have another first time major winner in their twenties.
2: Bomb and gouge Brady. And that's exactly what Bryson DeChambeau did. And look, uh, we had talked about it on the uh, preview show last week that John Rahm when he played the practice round here says I don't see how anybody's under par and if they're under par they're going to win by a lot. Well Baishan DeChambeau did win by a lot and that being six shots uh, only player under par for the tournament and for the final round. Uh, 25 to 1 pre-flop I eventually got involved at 5 to 1 after round 2 on Friday so at least got something out of it because it looked like he was going to go on and win despite the fact that he trailed uh, going into Sunday's round but Look, I uh, put up the, the good numbers except for hitting fairways, which we thought was going to be important this week. Turns out not to be. 22 of 56, uh, lowest ever since they've been measuring that for a US Open champion. But when you lead the field in driving distance, you lead in approach, you're second, I believe, in strokes gained off the tee. Third and strokes gained around the green, so plenty, plenty of leads there for DeChambeau. Also second off the tee, so uh, DeChambeau finishes uh, six under. Matthew Wolf, the 54-hole leader, falls to even par. Second place, that is now a fourth and a second in Matthew Wolf's two career majors. So 21 years old. Look, a lot of potential. Sky's the limit. And then rounding out the top five, Louis Eustazen, another top three finish. That's six now in majors. He does have that one open championship win. Harris English, his best ever finish in a major fourth, and Xander Schauffele, who's one of my guys pre-tournament, ends up uh, fifth, so fifth, sixth, third, and fifth, and four times for Xander Schauffele at the U.S. Open.
1: Not too shabby at all. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau was excellent off of the tee and excellent around the greens, and in between, you make the point about missing a lot of fairways, Wes. It didn't seem to matter. He's so strong. He was really able to power through that rough and just extricate his ball time and time again and, and get it into good positions on the green. He didn't seem bothered at all uh, by the rough obviously wasn't trying to hit it but it really didn't slow him down and you know the the approach play is usually the Achilles heel for Bryson DeChambeau but uh, not this week
2: yeah first in strokes gained approach uh, obviously he's going to be top tier off the tee pretty much every single tournament he's in Uh, even ones that he doesn't play very well he gains a lot of strokes off, off the tee shots but uh look uh He's gonna that's gonna strengthen his resolve, Brady. I mean, he already said after the uh, after the U.S. Open win, hey, I plan to get a little bigger for the Masters. <laughs> uh, so he's always he's already uh planning to do that. Uh, look, I'm not gonna take anything away. Fair play, he deserved to win. Is it my preferred style of golf to watch? Not necessarily. I like a well rounded game. I don't, I'm not anti bomber, but I like. Guys that can also keep it straight off the tee. I like ball striking, good uh, worksmanship in the short game around the greens and on the greens for that matter. But, look, he's going to keep doing it. He's not the first guy to do this. I mean, Brooks Kepka kind of plays a very similar way uh, where probably his approach game is weak, but his tee game is so good. And he's above average butter, which Deshambo is. So now they have shortened, and we will discuss that in the major implications segment later. Small favorite he probably is for the Masters now, about 10 to 1 pretty much is the market average.
1: We've seen Bryson run hot and cold, red hot a couple of summers ago in the FedEx Cup playoff stretch, and then this summer again in the restart. And then he cooled off a little bit uh, for a few weeks. But I think you put this guy on a course where he can employ that bomb and gouge and he can win anywhere at any time.
2: Yeah, there are some weeks, and we said that earlier this summer, there are some weeks where his length is going to dominate. And uh, he turned this in almost to the rocket mortgage glasses Now, you don't expect this to work at a U.S. Open at Wingfoot. And look, Wingfoot did his job. Even par was second place. So nobody else broke par but one guy. So I thought the setup was very fair.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. If you throw Bryson and the uh, outlier performance that he had out of the top of the leaderboard, then you got exactly what the USGA was looking for, and that is Matthew Wolf at even par, Louis Eustazen at plus two, what have you, and on down the board. It was just uh, an anomaly that Bryson was able to do what he was able to do. This is Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show on VEASAN and the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. You can follow Wes on Twitter. At Wes Reynolds One, I am at Las Vegas Golfer, and you can follow along with the network at VSEN Live. Wes, is he changing the game, Bryson DeChambeau, the way courses are going to be set up going forward, the May, and the way many players may change their game and approach it with the bomb and gouge, and just not worry so much about the rough. I, I mean, is he is he changing the game and the, and the way courses might uh, you know structure themselves going into any tournament, let alone a major?
2: That's certainly a question. I'm interested in getting Rex Hoggard, who will be our guest from uh, Golf Channel here momentarily. I'm interested in getting his thoughts on that because, look, not everybody can duplicate that. I mean, a a guy like a Jordan Spieth just can't bulk up and all of a sudden get bigger and and rip it 326 on average off the tee. So certain guys have to play their game. And I don't want to say that he's changing the game per se. He is a little bit, but not everybody can follow it. I mean, you got to play to your strengths as a player. but there are probably going to be some that play, follow the leader here and try to see if, if they can duplicate that. And I don't know what courses can do. I mean, you want to make it 7,800, 7,900, 8,000 yards. You want to have 20 yard wide fairways it may not even matter. Cause remember they always used to say tiger proof when he was sure. dominating the game there. There's only so much you can do from a course design standpoint.
1: They may have to come up with the shambo proof in the future. And you mentioned our guest Rex Hoggard. Let's go ahead and bring in our guest. And uh, I guess we're still trying to get a hold of Mr. Hoggard. Just a minute here before we speak with Rex, he is uh, making his debut on long shots. He's a senior golf writer for the golf channel.com and uh, be interesting to hear his comments. And that's a good point that you bring up, because when Tiger dominated the Masters, uh, I believe his first win was 1999 uh, at Augusta, they did change that course. And they've continued to change it. Uh, They changed it almost immediately. And then I believe again around 2008. uh, And now you have obviously a much bigger track there at Augusta National. And and that's going to be part of our conversation later, too. Uh, Does Bryson dominate here? But I, I think it is certainly a different test. We saw Bryson have a lot of success at the PGH championship which I think is much more similar to a U.S. Open setup Augusta's different there's Mm -hmm. a lot more touch and creativity and work around the greens which may not be completely Bryson DeChambeau's strength
2: yeah I mean he's kind of a, a mix more of brute force now he used to kind of get by a little bit on his creativity which you've seen previous winners there do like a Bubba Watson who has two green jackets where you can shape shots a little bit instead of just you know Hit it as hard as you can, and wherever it ends up, wherever it ends up, and uh, and then just try to gouge it out into the green.
1: He seemed to have more problems with the rough at Harding Park, which I don't think was as thick as it was right. at uh, Winged Foot, but it seemed to give him more trouble in San Francisco, and maybe that's just the wet nature and the humidity out there, uh you know, off of the uh, shores of Lake uh, Lake Merced and of course the Pacific Ocean. Maybe it was just a little bit nastier to get out of that rough at Harding Park. It looked almost wispy at times at uh, right. wing foot
2: yeah and and one of the things that I read is that he plays like shortened wedges in terms of uh in terms of the shaft length so that enabled him to generate and control the club a little better and actually generate more power out of the rough and uh, certainly worked out for him
1: Yeah, so apparently uh, some trouble getting a hold of Rex Hoggard. That is uh, disappointing because uh, we wanted to ask him about his uh, take on the U.S. Open and his impression of Bryson DeChambeau's DeChambeau's dominant performance. Um, I'll ask you uh, some of the questions I was uh, planning on uh, asking Mr. Hoggard, Wes. Uh, We don't have uh, much uh, to go off of other than, you know, Bryson's Bryson's outlier performance here. Um, But we talked about the rest of the leaderboard and— You know, again, if you throw out Bryson. It was a pretty incredible tournament. And you and I both had guys in the mix that we had future tickets on. I had Justin Thomas, your first round leader. I had Patrick Reed, your second round leader. You had Shoffley and Finau. And, and we saw these guys kind of, you know, stick their nose into the front page of the leaderboard. Even Rory McElroy uh, had a great round on Saturday, but uh, you thought he might make a charge on Sunday. The nappy factor, we've talked about that, the new father that he is. Um, but, you know, once again, he kind of disappointed on a Sunday at a major.
2: Yeah, he did. He actually uh, led the uh, field in strokes hand off the tee was actually better than DeChambeau, believe it or not, but it was a very good leaderboard. I mean, it ended up the guys in the top 10 are some of the better players. DJ was in the top 10 Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy. You really had mostly established guys with the exception of, uh, well, Zach Johnson is, but he is not really been on a leaderboard and a major for a long time he was kind
1: of that short hitter we were Mm -hmm. trying to find out who Mm -hmm. was gonna make his way in there right and
2: you can make up for it when you're number one in the field in strokes gained putting which Zach Johnson was and then uh kind of the big surprise and we will get to him later in this program Will Zalatoris, who uh qualified for the U.S. Open simply because uh he placed so well on the web.com they wanted to fill the field and they took I think like the top I think it was the top three guys on the earnings list for the Web.com tour. Not even the Web.com. I'm still calling it that. The Corn Ferry tour, right. uh, formerly Web.com tour. But uh, he had played so well. That he got into the field, and of course, he made that hole-in-one, and all of a sudden, you're seeing this name that you don't see because Will Salvatore doesn't even have full PGA Tour status. He has kind of partial status because they did not promote. They did not have a Corn Ferry Tour finals this year, so they didn't promote from within, so they give these guys limited starts, which is why he is uh, playing this week in Punta Cana.
1: Not a name you've seen a whole lot yet. Uh, I was talking with our producer, Nick Henyon, before the show. This is the next match. Matthew Wolf, the next Scotty Scheffler, the next Victor Hovland, the next Colin Morikawa, I believe is Will Zalatoris, and finished sixth at the U.S. Open. I think his first ever major championship, which is uh, really remarkable. And yes, he is the favorite, uh, the short shot for the Punta Cana championship in the Dominican Republic. And let's talk about that a little bit, Wes. Uh, You mentioned the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, It was four years ago where this uh, course first came on the scene, hosted a couple of Web.com events. And now in the last couple couple years, it's hosted PGA Tour events. This will be the third edition for the PGA Tour. And so we don't have a lot of history to go off of. We know it's a pretty darn long Tom Fazio design. And, uh, you know, usually we talk about Poana and Bermuda and bentgrass greens. We have a paspalum surface, uh, which is a popular coastal surface. Uh, so something different as far as a putting surface this week. Uh, but again, there's not a whole lot to work off of for this course in the Dominican Republic.
2: No, there isn't. And you remember, you mentioned that uh, Supreme Paspalum surface. Uh, it's a turf that you kind of see a little bit in the south, mainly in Florida, and then mainly in some of these island-type resort courses that you'll see in uh, the Dominican or Republic where we are this week, where you'll see it in Puerto Rico or some in Mexico. So I kind of use that angle a little bit. Graham McDowell, who won this event last year and is a defending champion, mentioned that, that He plays a lot of this stuff in the Bahamas. He has a place in the Bahamas, Justin Rose, also a few other players. Uh, So they see this surface a lot and uh, it's a flat course, which is kind of rare for a, for a Tom Fazio design. Uh, It's got some holes are on the coast and some holes are inland. So basically you're going to be able to score here. If the wind doesn't pick up and even the wind can only keep the scoring down so much, uh, it's pretty forgiving you're not going to really get a lot in a lot of trouble off the tee and if you miss fairways the rough's not very penal so you get there and you get to the slower greens they're very well manicured a little bit slower 11 on the stint meter so you know, this is an event where you're going to see a guys make a lot of birdies and kind of going back to the history, Graham McDowell, the winner last year, Bryce Garnett, the year before, this was a, a, then a web.com, now Corn Ferry Tour event, and uh, you saw guys shooting the 20s under range to win here, Nate Lashley, Dominic Bazelli, so you really what i kind of approached here i didn't have a lot of historical statistical angles because we have such a short sample size with basically two years of pga tour events so i went a little bit and tried to get a little creative and see if i could find some guys that were have played well on tom Fa- fazio designs uh some of the original designs uh eagle point which we had the wells fargo a few years ago the old Raptor Course was the early course for the Fries.com Open that was down in Arizona, uh, the former site of uh, the Turning Stone Championship, which is no longer an event. And That's uh, up in upstate New York, and then you look at some of the Fazio redesigns: Riviera, Yep, Quail Hollow. Uh, the seaside course at sea island which hosts the rsm classic and then a couple of the us open courses marion and oakmont but really didn't have any angles from the the two majors from that standpoint but this is uh this is going to be an an interesting tournament i think because it is a bit of a downfield however it's usually an alternate event they usually play it in march opposite of the dell match play now they're playing it it is this year a full field event so full FedEx Cup points. Winner gets a master's invite. Uh, Winner also gets the two-year PGA Tour exemption. So, A lot on the line this week, even though a lot of the stars that got beat up and uh, had to suffer through that weekend at Wingfoot to try to break par, which uh, nobody really did except for Bryson DeChambeau. So this is kind of that transitional week off. And then next week on the European tour, you get two Rolex series events. So you'll see more of those guys probably going back overseas to play those events. But this event definitely matters.
1: Uh, you mentioned guys getting beat up at the US Open and, and not only physically but mentally that is really a difficult four-day grind uh, on that difficult of a golf course and that brings me to our favorite this week will Zeators who we were talking about uh, number one on just about everything in the corn Ferry Tour and he is the favorite this week I've seen him anywhere from about 11 to 12 to one and as high as 16 to one and, and I wonder I mean this kid like like we have you know mentioned here briefly he is Truly, I think, going to be another big time young star on the PGA Tour along the lines of a Scotty Scheffler, Matthew Wolf, that type of thing. But do you think he may be a little bit exhausted coming into this week off of all that work he did last week at the U.S. Open to remarkably finish sixth? Or Is he 24 years old and he's going to roll out of bed and tee it up
2: again and shoot 63? It really could be either, but I went with the former because I don't have him on the card this week. But when you look at him, he's up to 76 in the world. And uh, just looking at his form, probably worldwide, nobody has better, I guess, form over the last three months than Will Zalatoris. Granted, most of it was done and pretty much all of it was done on the Corn Ferry Tour. I was looking when I was writing this tournament up for Point Spread Weekly he doesn't have a finish outside of the top 20 since uh, the restart happened in June, including his first professional win in Colorado at Heron Lakes for the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. But the form is just great. Second, or tied for six U.S. Open. Second in a Corn Ferry event, and then 19th, fifth, 18th, sixth, 14th, fifth, first, fourth, third, sixth. So I mean, ever since they've come back, this guy has been on absolute fire, and. Already up to number 76 in the world. The only thing he's got to do is win an event so he can get full PGA Tour status. This could be the week. But if you don't recognize that name, he is the rightful favorite here. But I just thought, man, he's played so much golf. I don't know how he's going to handle that role.
1: Comes from San Francisco, California. Went to Wake Forest University, and his stats on the Corn Ferry Tour: number one in par five scoring, number one in greens in regulation, number one in birdie average, number one in scoring average, number one in ball striking. He is a deserved favorite here against a watered down field. Now, west this is an event where you and I, uh, where there's not, you know, John Rahm and Tony Finau and all the usual suspects dotting the first 15 places on the odds board. This is typically an event where we like to dig a little deeper because you might get a more random long shot make their way to the top who are some of the longer shot guys that you took a look at this week
2: yeah uh, and and I'll mention that also in our pick segment but I went with a little bit I did go with some bombs here that mainly were course correlation guys guys that are not in great form but have a little bit of something going in one of those guys is James Hahn who Mm -hmm. I, I bet at 110 to one uh Doesn't really have a lot of good form over the last couple seasons, but tied for ninth last time out at the Safeway. So maybe he comes in with some confidence. James Hahn, actually, if you look at some of the tournaments he's won, he's a big game hunter. He's won at Riviera. He's won at Wells Fargo against two good fields where he beat really good players at Riviera, beat DJ and Paul Casey in that playoff a few years ago. You know what? A
1: lot of that makes sense, Wes. Uh, He played well at the Safeway, which is a bent Poana uh, blend surface. He's won at Riviera, which is a bent Poana blend surface. He has won at Riviera, or excuse me, uh, the Wells Fargo, which you mentioned has Tom Fazio design influence, which you also have here in Punta Cana. So the guy checks a lot of boxes and uh, also a Cal Bear.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you got to get a little, a a little creative, a little crazy with the cheese whiz here because some (laughs) of the chalks aren't used to being chalks. I mean, Mackenzie Hughes, for example, I think is the second choice this week. He's played a ton of golf, got, had that nice run in the FedEx cup to get his card for next year and then get into all the majors being in the top 30 for the tour championship, then goes to the U S open. So look. Maybe he's burned out, even though he was second here last year, so I understand why he's so short. But it's like, that's a lot of golf to play in such a short amount of time. So I went with some of the guys that maybe are a little bit more rested that tend to play well on these coastal designs. The uh, the Pat Perez's, for example, is a guy that really stands out to me this week, although he's not in the best of form.
1: Well, there's another guy. We talk about the putting surface, the Pass Palum. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar and never played a surface like this, there is actually a course in Las Vegas that has the past Palum putting surface, and that is the Club at Sunrise. Um, it is much more similar to poana it's kind of a spongy surface much more like poana than it is bermuda bent or uh, uh i'm losing all my surfaces now but it is very similar to poana and, and pat's uh, pat perez makes sense because he grew up in san diego playing torrey pines which is poana
2: and again it, it goes back to your james Hahn. he's won twice on this surface too he won at mayakoba there you go back yeah. in 2006 2017 in kuala lumpur this old cimb classic at malaysia so he's won on this surface and- and, uh, second at the Safeways for strokes gain putting so is he's got that going he's got a shot
1: well we're sorry sorry that we missed Rex Hoggard of the Golf Channel maybe we'll try and get him back here in a couple weeks for another guest segment here on long shots next up it's our tiger tracker he did not make the cut at the. US open we'll discuss that and what's next on tap for the big ta- uh, for the big cat it is long shots here on Beeson and beeson.com the sports betting Network
3: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
4: Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.
1: Las Vegas was built on the deal. The two-for-one buffet, the prime rib dinner, a comp breakfast, a half-price comedy show. Renowned Las Vegas ambassador and travel insider Anthony Curtis's Las Vegas advisor is the industry leader in providing expansive choices, special offers, and exclusive insights on how to beat Las Vegas by never missing out on a deal while you're here. Go to lasvegasadvisor.com and join the club today to receive the newsletter and the incredibly valuable coupon booklet. Drink specials, free slot play, shows, dinners, Blackjack, roller coaster rides, a massage at the spa, you name it, Las Vegas Advisor has a coupon for it that'll give you an edge. Get a jump on Las Vegas with the insight, the updates, and the endless opportunities to save you money by adding Las Vegas Advisor to your arsenal. That's LasVegasAdvisor.com. It's the what you know and the who you know to help save you money. LasVegasAdvisor.com. Join and start saving now. Once again, at Las Vegas, LasVegasAdvisor.com. It is the Tiger Tracker segment here on Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you as we get ready for the Punta Cana Championship down in the Dominican Republic. Tiger is not in the field, but I want to go back and look at what happened at Wing Foot West. We dis- uh, discussed at length what Tiger's chances were there, and you know I think by the time we rolled around to the week of the U.S. Open, we both felt uh, that, our ch- that his chances were kind of slim and none, and both both he and uh, his longtime rival, Phil Mickelson, both missed the cut and, and pretty miserably. And, uh, you know, the storyline coming in on Mickelson, of course, was trying to complete the career Grand Slam. And, you know, of course, the big bet at William Hill, we talked to Nick Bogdanovich about. But I, I just got the feeling after, especially the first couple of days, Mickelson really blew up on day one. But after the cut was made on Friday, I think these guys are just too long in the tooth and a little too. This was a young man's course, and the young guns were at the top of the leaderboard. And Bogdanovich mentioned that too. He said, you know, these guys just can't compete against these 20-somethings anymore. It seems on that type of course, Augusta, Torrey Pines, what have you, might be a different story. Right. It wasn't the story this week at Wingfoot.
2: No, it wasn't. And for Tiger, look, he didn't putt too bad. Uh, gained, I think, like 0.75 strokes putting uh, over the course of two days, so one and a half strokes. But the Green game was just not there. He got himself in trouble, and uh, it was too much of a of a bear for him. I think really going forward, and we know we've talked about Phil Mickelson's struggles in the fairways. Look, uh, there was a reason why a U.S. Open champion that was able to play in this event, eligible to play, that being Jim Furyk, turned this event down. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna go win on the Champions Tour. You know, it's less prize money, but I'm not gonna struggle around here and ma- and 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 try to make the cut. At, now over 50 years old so uh you know it'll be interesting I think look Tiger and Phil I think you're really at the point where they got to pick spots yeah and really where they're going to ever contend are places where they've contended before Tiger in that case Bay Hill mm-hmm. I still think he can play that course he knows every nook and cranny uh, a Tory Pines Augusta National same kind of with Phil Pebble Beach uh uh, Torrey Pines or, or Scottsdale yep. or someplace like that. Uh, that that's where they're going to come on. They just, the, these guys are just too good and father time is undefeated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, you know, and, maybe a, an Aaron Hills or a, or a different even Pebble beach where the U S mm-hmm. open was last year, but, uh, and it's going to be at Torrey Pines next year, but this particular setup was not in their favor. Uh, the next time we see Mr. Woods, I wonder what your guess is. Sure.
2: Uh, would, I think for sure. Cause zozo. He, Cause he said that he was going to do that. It's kind of his uh, quote in the uh, post round interview after he just slammed the trunk on Friday. Well, I'm probably not going to be swinging a club for a little bit. Well, until Tuesday he played in that event today. Right. Uh, 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 that match with uh, Justin Thomas and Rory McElroy and Justin Rose. And then after that, he was going to take a little break, then refocus and get back after it. He's got the Masters, of course, and he said, mentioned specifically his title defense at Sherwood, which is kind of like an ex officio home course for Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, One there, very young, and in, in, in it's in Thousand Oaks, California. So he has an affinity for that place. So he's for sure going to play that event. I don't know it sounds like no shadow creek you thought maybe he'd play one of the two vegas events of course next year will be the 25 year anniversary of his first pro win which was right out at the uh, las vegas old las vegas invitational now the shriners hospitals for children open so probably he's going we're going to see him at sherwood and then the masters cuz i he's not going to play houston or any any of those events the week before
1: no definitely not houston he doesn't play the week before i think maybe there's a slim chance that he comes to las vegas i would
2: think you've got two weeks in a row you know know? he's always had his tiger jam event here for his foundation and i'm sure he he, loves shadow yeah he played the match with phil mickelson that uh i think it was thanksgiving week a couple couple years ago so uh Maybe you'll see him there. I, for sure you'll see him at Sherwood.
1: Tiger Woods is 25 to 1 to win the Masters. He was 50 to 1 to win the US Open. He is now 25 to 1 at the Westgate. We'll talk major implications next right here on long shots. The highest in each factor is Bally High Golf Club, a tropical golf course paradise located on the Las Vegas Strip and in the shadows of some of the most famous hotels in the world. At Bally High, designed by award-winning architects Brian Schmidt and Lee Curley, you will find hundreds of mature palm trees, lagoon-like water features, beautiful bunkering, and a stunning clubhouse home to Sealy Restaurant and an indoor-outdoor patio experience and event space. The course offers Bluetooth technology, caddies upon request, jello shots, model-like beverage cart staff, VIP service from curb to course and back again, high quality food and beverage and a par three challenge where you can double your money with one swing. The stunning Bally High Golf Club located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip is a golf jackpot, and there are many reasons why. Play today. To learn more about the Bally High experience or reserve your tee time, call 888-427-6678 or go to ballyhighgolfclub.com. That's B-A-L-I-H-A-I golf Club. Dot com. It is the major implications segment and the next major championship on the calendar in a very COVID sort of way, Mr. Reynolds. The Masters will begin in November. That's what we're used to, right? I mean, I guess if the Kentucky Derby is going to go on the first Saturday in September, the uh, Masters might as well move to mid-November. 51 days away exactly in Augusta, Georgia. I'm already fired up.
2: Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving friends. Right. <laughs> An- we'll say, uh, I like a, it. a couple week about a week before Thanksgiving for the November masters, but you know what? I'm excited for it. It's going to be so weird though, to have it five months apart essentially. Cause we're good. Get- yeah. It's going to be the next we think we are going to play the masters the- twice in a we row, think right? We're going to have the 2021 masters in April. You never know. I, I would gather that we will, but, uh, I'm gonna be excited. I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see if the course is gonna play a little different because you know it closes in the summer. Yes. And in and in the fall because they want to keep it properly manicured and for irrigation purposes. I'm not. I'm not a uh, a golf course uh, uh, expert in terms of. Well, it's uh, pretty hot there in the summer too. Right. Grass management. Yeah. Because it, and it really dries out, so they close it down uh, to the members. You can only play it a certain amount or times a year, but. I'm interested to see if it plays any different and that's what's going to make for an interesting handicap but it is the Masters. Usually, the cream's going to rise to the top more often than not.
1: Could get a little cooler
2: weather. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, otherwise, I think conditions will be pretty similar. You know, we've seen breezes uh, certainly uh, blow through there in April, spring winds. Uh, you could have very similar wind uh, in the in the fall season. I, I think maybe the biggest difference would be the possible cooler temperatures. But you know, the fall is very nice in the south as well. Uh, we remember the one Masters when Zach Johnson won. It was freezing cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's always a Possibility I possibility he wanted
2: it over par because they was he yeah yeah I believe it was one over par when he won that
1: So we talked about Bryson DeChambeau and his strategy that worked brilliantly at the U.S. Open. Does he bomb and gouge his way uh, to a victory at Augusta? He has now become the betting favorite at just 10-1. to And what he has done so far in the Masters, he's played in three of them. His first uh, attempt was in 2016, and that was actually his best finish. He finished 21st. Uh, Two years ago, he was 38th, and then last year he was 29th. And this is really kind of before the new Bryson that we know today so uh, does he employ that strategy in november
2: i think he's certainly going to try he said he was going to he was going to try to get bigger for this event uh, i don't know uh, i mean i guess how big can you get uh, right. if, if that's what he wants to do but you, you what you mentioned though pre bryson these finishes how much can you take them into account but he certainly is not what you would consider a form junkie, a guy that has a bunch of top fives or top tens here. And, and really Bryson, it's still, you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. He just won the U S open. So prisoner of the moment, you know, he's the, he's the best guy out there, but. We said that a little bit when he came out so hot out of the uh, on the restart in June, and then he finally won in Detroit, and it's like, oh my God, he's going to take over the world. And then he <laughs> played poorly at Memorial. Yep. He wasn't in the mix at the WGC. He had that uh, fin- good finish, he had T4 and PGA, he was in the mix there, at Harding Park, and then in the FedEx Cup, he really didn't do anything he was never in contention in any of those three playoff events. So that's why, because he didn't play very well at Olympia Fields, why I kind of ignored him a little bit on the preflop, but... You know, I I think that there's guys that that fit right now better. I hate to say he doesn't fit because he just dominated in a really tough course. Well,
1: I think that's a fair statement, and we mentioned it in the first segment, that he played really well at the PGA and obviously won the U.S. Open. Those are similar type of venues and Mm -hmm. setups. Augusta's very different, Mm -hmm. as
2: is the British Open that there's a reason why usually it takes a few starts, which he has three here, why it takes a few starts to win here for most players. At least there's been a couple second timers uh, that have won here, but look before the year, I picked John Rom to win the masters Yep. and I know he didn't go on and do that great. Even though I think he ended up in the top 20 at the U S open fell off on the weekend, but I have no reason not to pick it to use him again. And he's already on my card uh, at, at 14 to one. I just, I think that he's ready and I don't think you should totally deduct from him just because of the U S open performance. Same with the uh, Tony Finau, another top 10 seven of the last 10 majors in the top 10 final so. pairing at Augusta last exactly. year. Exactly. And then I thought 45 to one was a good press. I was like, he was right there. He knows what it takes. He was in the mix and in the heat of it. And then uh tiger just came a roaring and everybody just kind of fell apart at the end. But Finau. Matthew Wolf is going to be interesting. I want to leave you time to discuss yours. But Matt Wolf, I just took a number at 50 to 1. How can I'm you like,
1: argue with his success in majors? Well,
2: and I'm like, this is, he's probably going to be in the 30s as we get closer yeah, to the tournament. It's I like, agree. What if he wins the Zozo? Or what if he wins at Shadow Creek? Then he's cut again. And look, I, a first-time uh, debutant has not won the masters since fuzzy in 1979. So maybe he's the guy to break, break the uh, streaker.
1: Well, that's about the only thing he has going against him right now. The guy has been incredibly impressive uh, in his first two majors of his career, the PGA Championship and most recently the U.S. Open. My play's up there. Adam Scott and Bubba Watson, I bet those prior to the originally scheduled Masters in April and uh, local book here, William Hill did not uh, cancel those or refund like uh, just about everybody else does. So I still have those in action. Adam Scott and Bubba Watson.
2: And you could probably get at least very close to those prices
1: yeah uh, i've seen higher i've seen i've seen lower i've seen like 35 on bubba i've seen maybe 50 but it's right in that pocket around 45 to one and then uh i grabbed dj uh you know in the restart uh before he got red hot and went nuts but uh got a nice number there at 20
2: to one you gotta think he's gonna win one at augusta at some point Win that year that he was the favorite and then he fell down the stairs and had to withdraw so he, he. May, I think he kind of feels like he's owed one.
1: We felt that way about Rom and DJ going into the U.S. Open, but that is such a volatile tournament. I I really have a good feeling about Ram and DJ at the Masters.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. And look, Masters, they've had sleepers win before, but usually it's the cream rising to the top here. It's uh, usually really good players, and I think you've got four right there, including two former champions.
1: People forget that Dustin Johnson made a charge on Sunday last year, ended up finishing second in the Masters. We'll see if he can make his way into the top spot and slip on a green jacket. We'll get to our plays for the Putakana Championship in the next segment. It is the match play segment here on Long shots.
3: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends of June 30th, 2024.
0: Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.
1: Indeed helps you find the high-impact hire your business needs fast. You'll find lots of great candidates and no long-term contracts at Indeed.com slash high-impact. It is Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds here with you on Long Shots at VEASANandVEASAN.com, the sports betting network. It is our match play segment. It's where we get to our plays for the week's golf tournament. And this week, it is the Punta Cana Championship at the Corrales course in the Dominican Republic. And we will first put up our colleague Matt Eumanns plays. Uh, you know, coming off of the U.S. Open and also the lack of history in this golf tournament, it's only been around on the PGA Tour for two years. This is the third edition. Uh, it has been on the, uh, what was the web got, uh, Web.com Tour a couple seasons prior to that, but as Wes and I spoke about in the first segment, not a lot of history to go off of, and I I looked at a couple of Wes's matchups and, and liked them, uh, but I didn't dive into the head-to-head matchup market this week, and nor did Mr. Humans. but I did dabble in a few futures. That's always fun. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, we spoke about him West, one of the best putters in the world. Mm -hmm. He's had a lot of activity lately. Basically the second choice on the board right behind Will Zillatoris. Sam Burns, uh, another shorter shot uh, at 18 to 1, and Sam Burns is on my card as well. Hits the ball a ton and really putts well, and uh, that's always a good combination. Corey Connors, one of my picks for the U.S. Open, he missed the cut, so maybe he's going to have a couple days of extra rest here. He could Be a a good selection there going down to the Dominican, uh, and and not as beat up as some of those other guys, like Adam Long, Matt's last pick there at 25 to 1, who had a very good U.S. Open showing.
2: Yeah, Adam Long, uh, tied for 13th in the uh, U.S. Open and uh, does have a top 10 here from a couple years ago. His uh, lone PGA Tour win was the uh. When at the American express, I believe two years ago where he was like, Phil Mickelson, yeah, right? He was a long shot to one, <laughs> uh, and look, that got him on the tour and he's kept him on the tour and he's kept his card. So, uh, Look, He's played uh, really well this summer. And 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 Burns uh, another guy, he finished 7th last time out at the Safeway and I know it's not a direct course correlation, but I played a couple guys that played well at the Safeway thinking okay, they had a week off, maybe they carried the form over against a uh, a lesser field. So uh Look, I can't argue. I mean, all of those plays make absolute sense here. And uh, Hughes was, of course, the runner-up here last year to Graham McDowell.
1: Well, I like Burns. He's on my card as well. I mentioned he hits the ball a long way, and he really putts well. You mentioned the pl- the seventh-place finish at Safeway, and we talked about it earlier. You know, that, that Poana-bent uh, grass blend on the greens is similar to a pass-Palum surface, mm-hmm. which we're going to find this week in the mm-hmm. Dominican.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, look, uh, Hughes, we know he can putt. Connors, not so much. (laughs) He he hits about every darn green, and the ball striking stats every week, they're off the charts. You see all these great guys when I send them in for our graphical content. Thomas, Morikawa, all the same guys, and then Connors is right up there. And then you look at that putting, man, and if he can just roll it, if he can do it, I mean, he can go on. He's a he's a better player than his results. I think
1: there are your futures, Pat Perez. We spoke about briefly the uh, San Diego native at thirty five to one. He has won uh, down in this uh, part of the country before the Cimb, I believe, uh, or the Maya Yeah, same he, golf course. Yeah,
2: in New Mexico. Yeah, absolutely the same greens. Uh, I've him, played that golf course. Him before. and McDowell had the most wins on this rare papsilum surface that you get in PGA Tour events. And look. Uh, look, this isn't an alternate event. It's a full FedEx cup event. Like I said earlier in the program, but it has that alternate field feel, yeah. not a lot of elite proven quality at the top. And look, uh, Two weeks ago, we saw a 47-year-old win, Stuart Sink at the uh, Safeway, and now he's exempt until he's 50 years old and then can go win big on the Champions Tour. Pat Perez is 44, so maybe an old guy motivation here. We saw Zach Chris Johnson. Chris Kirk, he's not a young buck. Yeah. Chris yeah. Kirk at 80-1 to one yeah. there. Yeah, Chris Kirk uh, actually does have a win in 2020. It was on the Corn Ferry Tour at the King and Bear Classic down at World Golf Village in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, the bigger victory for him is obviously he left the game la- last May. He had some alcohol and some mm-hmm. depression issues, took some time off. He's got to win on a Fazio redesign at uh, McGladry at Sea Island, now right. the RSM Classic. So he's fared well there. Uh you know what,
1: Wes? I, I I think he makes a lot of sense because what we have seen win so far, despite the the, the course is pretty darn long, despite the mm-hmm. length of the course and the big wide open fairways where you think a bomber would prevail, uh, Chris Kirk is a shorter knocker uh, and fits the mold of what we've seen win here in the two events prior: Graham McDowell and Bryce Garnett. They don't bang it a long way.
2: Uh, they would, you know, fall into the shorter knocker category, and Chris Kirk would, you know, that's why I couldn't find a lot of stats here because it's like. You can get a bomber win here sure. length is never a disadvantage, but shorter ball strikers like Graham McDowell have won here. So there was really nothing. Sometimes it's like, when you look at these stats, it's like, usually the guy that's the winner here, strokes, gain T to green. they're at the top, or they're at the top for approach or, or greens and regulation. You really didn't find that here. Uh, let me mention a couple of young guys. I played too, before we get to yours, uh, Chris Ventura. Uh-huh. Thirty-five to one. He's going to win eventually. Part of the Oklahoma State trio of Victor Hovland, who got that first win in Puerto Rico at an alternate event earlier this year, and also Matthew Wolf, uh, kind of the forgotten guy because he struggled a little bit in his rookie season, but he went back out at uh, uh, the Corn Ferry for a few events this summer, kind of got a little bit right. Uh, T7 two weeks ago at the Safeway, and he was sixth in the field for strokes, getting putting. So this is a guy that's got potential. He's just been struggling in, uh, a little bit in his first year on the PGA Tour. Will Gordon uh, got his card actually not being a full member of the PGA Tour. He did so well over the summer, including that third of the Travelers, which DJ won for us, where he led the field in birdies. Uh Qualified and had enough non member points where they gave him full PGA Tour status. So now he's got that behind him. Now it's like okay, I know I'm out here. I can get in most of these events. So now I just got to go win uh, top ten last year at the RSM, uh, the old Mcladry at Sea Island. So uh, I just played that course. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a nice course, and very beautiful, lo- a nice area. There's a reason why a lot of these PGA Tour players live down there. Oh, I, no I'm doubt about you it. You saw that.
1: Oh, there's a whole crew that live down at Sea Island. Zach Kuchar, Johnson, Harris, Harris English, uh, yep, uh, JT Poston. Um, but I wa- I noticed a little bit of a theme, like Ventura and uh uh JJ Spawn and uh, you had a couple of your matchups there um uh Shank and the other uh I'm trying not
2: Mackenzie Hughes uh, Denny Denny McCartney, arguably the best putter on the PGA Exactly,
1: Tour. and that's what I'm getting at. You went with a lot of guys that putt the ball very, very well, and we talk about kind of, you know, the lack of history here and trying to pinpoint statistics that that make sense to go on to victory at this particular course. I was able to come up with two, and that was par-5 scoring and putting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, this is probably going to be a birdie fest. It's going to be a little bit of a putting contest, and we have seen the winners here do extremely well on the par five. So, I mean, that was pretty much the main two that I looked at. And I noticed you have a lot of good putters on your car.
2: Yeah. And a couple of the guys, uh, one I went against the, the most proven player historically in this field is Henrik Stenson, which is kind of odd that he's playing this, but I think it's because he hasn't played a lot of golf. Yeah. That's a good point. I wondered why he was in here too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would have think he would have went back over to Europe, but, uh, he is playing this event and look, uh, I bet Henrik Stenson a lot over the years. He's got the best three-wood off the tee on the tour, and he hits that three-wood because he hates hitting the driver, and he doesn't hit it very well, so he goes with old trusty. But McCarthy I went with. Shank over Grace. Gordon over Jones, that was a little bit dicey. I believe he'll be on your card. But uh, the two futures I'll mention that I didn't. uh, J.J. Spawn, Coastal Specialist. T9 at the Safeway. Best finish in two years. Uh, Second in the field for driving accuracy. Fifth in tee to green. Ninth in strokes gained approach. He likes those coastal courses and he could go on well. And then Scott Brown form is awful, but he's played well in these alternate type events for years. He's always on the leaderboard at Puerto Rico. And then uh, T2 at Riviera is best finish earlier this year. Finished behind Adam Scott. That's also a Phazio redesign. A little bit of a similar green texture, if you will. So look, I had to take some risks this week because there was nothing really saying, okay, that's the guy oh, yeah. like some weeks that we get. So you had to do a little bit of experimentation. So this is a boomer bust type of event. Either a couple of these guys are going to be on that first page of the leaderboard Sunday or they're all going to miss the cut.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And we mentioned that when there's not a clear defined group of guys that you know are going to contend, you have to dig deep into the board and, and take some bombs. And certainly those are good representations of that. Um, I, I have a mixed bag. I went with a couple of short shots. I went with Zalatoris. Um, you know, I, I understand the fatigue factor that is very possible coming off of the sixth place finish at the U.S. Open. But you know what? He's 24 years old, and, and this guy is super talented. And I, I think he'll—he may not win the thing, but I think he's going to have a shot. Sam Burns. I, you know, I, I basically went with the uh, the new Bryson DeChambeau form here, Wes. I just took guys that can bomb it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went mm-hmm. with the, the the you know the the changing of the game that mm-hmm. Bryson is done idea. here. I went with guys that hit a long way, and Zalatoris does that, Burns does that, Rogers does that, and one thing thats I used to love to bet against Patrick Rogers, his putting has improved a lot.
2: Yeah, I considered him this week uh, my old uh, brethren from Avon, Indiana. Yes, indeed, in Stanford way, University. Yeah. Look, and, and he's tied for the most ever wins at Stanford, I believe, with, with, with Tiger in terms of uh, uh, college events, so he's never really lived up to that potential, but you just feel like at some point he's got to break through. He played real well at the Safeway as well. Uh, and again, all of these guys
1: basically on this list are very good in par five scoring. Uh, Luke List is thirty seventh. Sam Burns twenty first. Jonathan Vegas twenty first. Johnny Matt, Vegas can rip it. Yes, he can. And I got a stupid number on him. I, I mean, I, I saw that and I said, okay, thank you very much. I'll take ninety to mm-hmm. one on Johnny Vegas. Uh, Matt Jones. I, I love to ma- uh, bet Matt Jones in a putting contest, mm-hmm. and especially this surf He's excellent at Pebble Beach on Poana. Um, I think he could have a good run here on the Pass Palum. Uh, so I took Matt Jones, uh, a very good putter, at 70-1. to 1. And uh, that's really all that I did. I you know, took half a dozen guys there. We'll see what happens. Some short shots, some mid-range guys, and some long bombs. Uh, and we'll see if uh, we can cash a ticket
2: absolutely uh this, this is kind of one of those fun events because we don't know what to expect and you're pleasantly surprised you get a couple on the leaderboard on sunday
1: next week it is the sanderson farms championship and a friend of the network will join us indy jeff will be by to help us break it down hit a few long shots cash a few long shots thank you for listening here on v the sports betting network